Previously last week on Cocktie, the investigators stormed the Juju house and pulled Dr. Bane from the teeth of an amalgamation of horror. Dr. Who ignited a barrel and immolated the terror, and they got the hell out of there. However, escaping in the car, they were pulled over by the police and stopped uh, in their attempt to flee. And they, and while they were pulled over, the police tried to lead them back to the burning antique store when the heroic team of working class Union Patrol freed you from Captain Robson's custody. Whew. After a spa day and some light reading, you boarded a transatlantic steamer and made a trip to London. And finding a suitable arms and rooms, you departed into the city and continue your investigation. You guys need a little more help on the clues of where... Where, where were we going? To, does anyone remember so where we went we were to going? London? I don't remember exactly what it was in London. I, 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 I'm not going to lie. I intentionally play characters who are a little bit stupid so that when I forget things, it's all part of the character. I don't remember what we came here for. There was, there was like a, a professor, right? Or someone to do with the expedition, the Carlisle expedition, I believe. Something like that. It's a small city. Yeah. We'll find out. We'll find them. We'll just wander around till we find them. Small town. Yeah. Everyone knows uh, everybody here. It's a small world here. But uh, you guys would know from the principal members of the Carlisle Expedition, Sir Aubrey Penhew of the Penhew Foundation often would sit up and outfit expeditions adventuring into uh, Egypt. Ah, uh, I knew that. Yes. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> While you've been enjoying uh, settling in and purchasing shotguns, you've also read the paper a few times, and the best uh, rag in town seems to be the scoop. Looking for more information, uh, visiting the library and perhaps this newspaper establishment might offer some more clues. And uh, I know not to give uh, Francis uh, too much of a hard time He's a rough investigator, and, uh, you know, Doctor Who's not a good influence on him. He's having a hard time reading over the clues. I understand how you get lost. Indeed. Uh, I appreciate that sentiment, DM. <laughs> this isn't a sentence that's come out of my mouth very often, but I think we might... It might behoove us to go to the library. I think that makes sense. Alternately, we could try and find out where this Sir Aubrey something or other lives. Penhew. Mr. Penhew. Yes. Sir Penhew. I don't really understand how the royal system works. So... 
while you think back and uh, you're going through your notes, you realize that Sir Aubrey Penhu, as an initial member of the Carlisle Expedition, was never found again after these principles were rumored to be horribly massacred in the Kenyan uh, countryside. So perhaps the library to start then. Perhaps. Yep. Let's head to the library. There can't be more than one in London. <laughs> the general library. The central library. Cab driver, central Cab driver, take us to your most prominently located uh, library. Yes, sir. Roll away. Oh, no. It rich. <laughs> no, I shuffled my folders around. I don't have the thing. Uh-oh. I don't believe our cab driver has ever been to the library. You guys find yourselves in a very nice and fancy London library. Uh, Florida-ceiling books with those fancy cool ladders on the wheels and you can kind of like slide around on them. Uh, Frank immediately. No, I guess he doesn't. Oh, Dave wants to. <laughs> Frank does not ride one of the elevator, uh, the, the ladders around, but he looks at it longingly for a second. Maybe in my younger days. I mean, you're still pretty dry for someone in your age. Well, thank you, uh, Mr. Bain. I will not be having sex with you, but I appreciate the sentiment. I mean, it wasn't on the table. Good. Uh, just making sure. I, I very much do respect you, uh, Mr. Bain. But, uh, I'm... Unlike your normal conquest, I understand. Much respect, though. You guys have a little cool bromance, and you, you, uh, you pat each other on the back yeah, and bring it in for the hands. Cool. Yeah, like those Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, hugs. <laughs> Anyways, perhaps we should talk to the librarian. You go up to the librarian, and uh, as soon as you start talking, she gives you a and uh, points over to the index cards and you guys conduct your research and find a couple new pieces of information you find a suspicious murders and disappearances have been going on around town Some these murders sure sound suspicious why <laughs> Now check this out, look how sus this is, and you guys point to like an invisible monster attacking a guy. There's a, a re uh, recurring theme of an invisible monster attacking people in the middle of the night when it's foggy. It's mm, very unsettling. I don't think we should go out in the fog. No, probably not. Yeah, it seems like that might be prudent. then I'm assuming you look for more information about the Carlisle expedition. 
We certainly do. What do we find? You find that most of the information about the expeditions to Egypt and a lot of the other places all over the world are coming out of the Panyu Foundation. They seem Can to I? be... The... Sorry. sorry? They seem to be the principal outfitters in this part. Can I find a book on psychology? Plenty books. This is the heyday of uh, psychology. What are you trying to look for? Uh, psycho manipulation. Give me a library uh, use rule, please. God dang it, every time. I can't I just ask the librarian? I know, I have to find it myself. That's a fail. A Dewey Decimal System if that's around here. You go over complaining to the uh, librarian, and as soon as you get within, like, earshot, she gives you a shh. Don't shush me, woman, I'm asking for help. Do your job. Where is your manager? Shh. He's gonna write. <laughs> okay. You're able to find a couple books on psychology, but it seems to be more. Well, there's a lot of stuff about um, the manipulation, and it goes into these esoteric uh, hypnosis theories about how the moon needs to be in the third alignment for the Pleiadians to channel their interdimensional energy and affect the minds of the electrochemistry of uh, your uh, target. All right, I'll take it. I'll sit down, find a nice seat, start eating. If I could find some stuff on it, but guiding people into a cult, that'd be cool too. But I'll take this. I'll read it. Gotcha. What are, what are the rest of you doing? Uh, good question. I think I have library. Oh, I, I'm pretty good at library use, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my own research. I'm gonna try and find something about this fog monster, if that's possible. You find a few stories, and they go back to about three years ago. And it's got the police baffled. The Inspector Barrington seems to be, have been uh, appointed to lead up the investigation, and he seems to come to a dead end after dead end. Uh, I think uh, I think Francis would like to... Uh, uh, he picks up a couple books, but he's not much of a uh, reading man. And so I think he uh, he kind of wants to look at the crowd here, kind of pick up the, uh, the ambiance of the... Uh, the, the people in this library. See if anyone looks, uh... Looks like oh, a no. library. There, there's no problem. Give me a spot hidden check. There's someone watching you. Well, that ain't great. Uh, what, is, what does this person watching me look like? They're being very casual. They seem to be... Uh... The... Woman shushing you, the librarian at the front desk, seems to be covertly watching you and your party. 
the little incident from before with uh, Dr. Bain seems to either rouse the ire of this particular government official or, well, you're not sure, but they uh, seem to be watching you and she notices you. Uh, you guys make quick uh, eye contact before she looks away, flustered for a moment before returning to her notes. I guess, uh, could I roll insight maybe? Let me know if you find a skill that's like insight. Yeah, I think I you would know psychology, <laughs> maybe. Little Horst. Well, I'm still looking around the library, trying to figure out. Do I notice that someone is watching something? Did Frank indicate to us that we're being watched? You're completely absorbed in your research. You learn. That the Benue Foundation is in central London on Devonshire Street. In a high Victoria building of a few stories and the greater ceiling height uh and a greater ceiling height of the buildings that surround it. Public records show that the foundation was established in 1890 by Sir Aubrey Penhew, a renowned Egyptologist. And as director of the foundation, Sir Aubrey Penhew oversaw and funded a number of the expeditions. One of the leading figures of the Carlisle expedition, which uh, left in 1919. Uh, currently, the uh, current director is a man named uh, Edward Gavigan, who has replaced Sir Aubrey since his mysterious disappearance. Okay. So I wave at Frank and company, and I'm like, hey, we should probably go visit this foundation. Uh, yeah. Frank is still kind of watching the library. Can I bring this book with me? Give me a stealth roll. Ah, it's you like could, that. You could also I check it out if you'd like. Uh, yeah, I want to do the legal thing. All right, you walk back over to the uh, librarian, and she gives you a little bit of a haughty demeanor. However, she gives you the necessary forms, and you take the time to fill them out. And she uh, punches your library card, and uh, you guys successfully check out a book. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Nice. Uh, yeah, I guess before we leave, I'd like to... Well, I rolled, uh, I, I rolled psychology. Do I... Uh... Am I getting any kind of impression as to why this librarian is checking us out? Did we just annoy her, or is there some other reason why she's watching us? You can tell with a psychology success. She's still keeping an eye on you, and she is perturbed by you. It's almost like she's waiting for you to leave. That's what we're was that? Is it because we're American? Psychology check. Ah. Uh, I see. No idea. Gotta be that accent she don't like. Mm, Alright, uh, then yeah. I guess before we leave, I'm going to write down the, uh, our hotel. And, uh, the number on the hotel on uh i don't know or something and uh leave it on the librarian's desk as we walk out 
You're leaving the hotel you're staying in, the uh, desk, uh, on her desk? Yes. All right. The moment you said it like that, I felt much less confident about such a decision. But yes, yes, I'm that's just what we're doing. And that's what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm just verifying. Yes. Uh, yes. God help us, yes. I'm going to invite her to the room. Oh, we have plenty of money. We don't necessarily need to stay there. But that woman was watching us for some reason. We need as many leads as we can get. So perhaps we'll use our cell room bait. Or at least we could use our hotel room as bait. Maybe she just hasn't seen many American tours. And if that is the case, then she will do nothing with that information and we will be fine. Hopefully. Yes, hopefully indeed. Uh, Frank kind of like thinks to himself, what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> Might have made a mistake. Whoops. Uh, you guys make your way what? down the steps of the public library and uh, Little Horse, as you follow him, you think about the, some of the more subtle details of your research and you think about the high casualty rates of these digs it's well noted in the paper that um well at least 20 people who have signed up for these expeditions have died and that's the well those are some of the people that are leaving from london not accounting for the additional support crew of the expeditions some of those were suicides, and currently the Foundation only seems to have one dig underway near Cairo, led by Dr. Henry Clive. Can I do a little research before we leave to go figure out if there's any background on Henry Clive? That's all you were able to get. You uh, looked pretty thoroughly, and that's... Essentially what you can find doesn't seem to be a lot of uh, information on the doctor publicly, except that he, uh, well, I shouldn't say that, but let me figure out who that guy is, actually. <laughs> Very exciting. There's like Dr. Chapter Clive. Five or something. You guys get to the bottom of the steps. Figure out you guys want to head over to the Penhu Foundation? Yes. Yeah, let's head over there. Okay. Uh, as we're leaving, uh, Frank wants to look behind to see if there looks like anyone following the path. Nice spot hidden check. Frank looks behind and you see the prim proper librarian pick up a phone and look out towards you and watch you leave. Just start reading my book in the car. You find out very awesome methods from L. Ron Hubbard himself, the master on cult yeah. manipulation. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, boy, Elra. Hell yeah. Bane's gonna put like little sticky notes and stuff on certain pages with important information. 
And arriving at a fancy building, quite a bit uh, standing above and be, uh, a bit uh, taller than the rest of the buildings near it is the Penhu Foundation. Yes, the uh, almost like a museum vibe. There's uh, some exhibits you pass by, uh, kids, uh, different visitors, and several what seem to be researchers and scholars going uh, about cataloging things. Is there anyone that looks like they're in charge that we could go up to and ask to speak to Edward Gavigan? There's a smartly dressed man in a black tuxedo that looks like he, uh, well, he's looking at all, all of you and scoping you out. He's sizing you up. What does he look like? Frank flexes. <laughs> Intimidation rule. Uh, he looks like a, uh, I'm thinking like Black Butler, like a way <laughs> too pale skin, jet black hair that's all spiky and cool. All right. I'm I don't know why. Demon real quick. Sorry. And Fane's gonna walk over to him. Uh, Frank, you flex and he uh, gives you a smile and tries not to laugh. You, you can tell he's suppressing a giggle. Uh, Dr. Bane? Yeah. Is he taller than 5'6"? Uh, just barely. You guys are about on par in height. Already, there's no intimidation. I can do this. Uh, Bane's gonna reach out his hand, introduce himself as Doctor Imbovius. Nice to meet you, Doctor. My name is Thomas Kinnery, and I oversee the floors of the Penhu Foundation for the Director. How can I help you? Actually, you're a fairly important person in those terms. Well, I don't like to think of myself as important. I feel like I have a lot of responsibility entrusted to me by the director to make sure everything runs smoothly in absence of a supervision. Uh, well, would it be too much to ask that we have an audience with the director? Absolutely. I don't see that being any trouble at all. Uh, please follow me, and if your compatriots would like to attend with us, I'll lead you to him in a moment, and when he's available, and I don't think it'd be too long, uh, sure, he'd you, be happy to see you. Bane's going to wave over the other two. And as you guys fall in behind the gentleman, he leads you briskly to, um, I'm going to get you guys on the right map, down the hallway into an open waiting room. And as you guys are seated, you uh, see on the long coffee table, there's these interesting uh, skulls and artifacts of like a giant jaguar and all these interesting weapons from a long time ago, artifacts and stuff. Can you tell what any of the artifacts are? Gonna need um, maybe like a history role or an archaeology role. Uh, is history a skill? No, it's not. Archaeology is. Nope. Well, well, yeah, I'm not gonna make that. Yeah, that that's no for me, dog. Come from anywhere, man. But it's old. Unfortunately, uh, I have a. Uh... A one in archaeology, so I also have no idea what the hell that is. Oh, same here. But you could push yours pretty easy. 
Oh, there is a history roll. That's fail. Oh, I had the a potion pocket. one. I think it's better that I don't know what this is. It's more fitting, frankly. And after you guys are done wondering what, uh, these are interesting, these are cool. Uh, middle-aged man, also very, uh, neatly dressed, uh, in a plaid tuxedo, walks in, or plaid suit. Hello all, I'm, uh, Edward Gavigan. Pleasure to meet you all. Uh, hello, uh, Mr. Gavigan. Uh, my name is Mr. Jefferson. These are my companions, uh, Dr. Bain and Mr. Horst. Uh, we were hoping that we might take uh, a minute of your time to discuss the uh, Carlisle expedition. His face uh, turns a little bit as he furls his eyebrows. Yes, absolutely. It's a tragedy. Please step into my office. You guys are led into a very comfortable office. Uh, equally interesting artifacts are on the walls, on the desk. Uh, these artifacts are as equally interesting as the ones I saw outside. Yes, thank you. Our foundation uh, is uh, fortunate enough to sponsor many expeditions that go all over the world to understand and enhance our understandings of other cultures and the cultures that came before us. Uh, certainly. Yes, it's thanks to these and many other efforts started by Sir Aubrey himself that we were able to increase our knowledge of the past that one day we may better understand where we're going in the future. Indeed, well, our condolences about Mr. Aubrey. We had a friend who was uh, quite interested in his work and uh, got to add his bequest that uh, we were hoping to see just how much information we could find about the expedition. Well, I'd be happy to provide any information that we can that might further uh, what, uh, the investigation of what really happened. I mean, there's some rather mysterious things, and I don't think that every loose end's been tied up about the mysterious situation. I mean, if we really had... I'd like to really know. I'm, in any case, I, I get... Uh, excuse me, I'm getting emotional. Whenever I saw Aubrey comes up, I just I miss him so much. And he uh, leans back. You can tell he uh, is emotional. His eyes are a little dilated, and he uh, gives himself and goes over to the liquor cabinet, pours himself a stiff drink. Can I tell if he's part of any shady business? Uh, give me a psychology roll. Ah, dang it. Can I push that? Oh, wait, never mind. My luck's at the perfect... Never mind, I'll fail. He looks pretty genuinely hurt, like he misses the, uh, the former director, and, uh... Well, you don't see any yeah. deception. Seems honest. My psychology isn't high enough to see through these lies. <laughs> so as you brought hey, up, you uh... <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry, I'm being rude. Does anyone else like a drink? Is it good alcohol? It looks I'll take pretty one. good. I'll yeah. take one. Uh, yes, take please. <laughs> Alright, he hands out a, a pretty stiff pour. Uh, 
to you little horse and you as well frank and also dr who because of course oh yeah naturally dr who would probably say no and pull out something stiffer <laughs> uh, dr vane he uh looks back at you and um uh picks up a glass Are you sure, Doctor? You're not going to join us? I'd hate to leave you out. Oh, no, I'll take a drink. Pours a stiff one, hands it over to you. Gets a far-off look in his eye, wistfully remembering. You know, actually, I met Elias once. When the journalists arranged an appointment to discuss the work at the Foundation, Elias said he was collecting background research for the Foundation's involvement in supporting the Carlisle Expedition. I was pleased to talk about the Foundation's role in granting funding and assistance while arranging travel permits and the like. We're fixers, and we like to do our part to facilitate the expeditions. And our meeting was quite short, however, and after bidding Mr. Elias a good day, I never heard from him again. Uh, when was this conversation that you had with Mr. Elias? Well, I'd say a few months ago. I think he was headed back to New York. In any case, uh, that's all I can remember about Jackson. Now, the Carlisle expedition, I'll tell you that Roger Carlisle obtained information from a woman concerning a shadowy time in Egypt's in history about which Sir Aubrey had long been interested. In this ancient time, a sorcerer was reputed to have ruled the Nile Valley. Alas, Gavigan smiles. Uh, Gavigan smiles. The information proved to be a hoax. In Egypt, the woman disappeared with the expedition's ready funds in the amount of some 3,500 British pounds. We are gentlemen of this world, are we not? Uh, Carlyle counted the lost money as insignificant, but he was deeply affected by the defection of his lover. Fearing the heat and disappointment of Egypt would seriously affect her health as well as the Carlyles, Hypatia Masters suggested that the group spend the summer months in the relatively cool Kenyan uplands, affording her a, a wonderful opportunity to use some new lenses to photography, uh, to photograph the African wildlife. Once there, the group injudiciously entered a dubious territory and, alas, paid for it with their lives. The rest share, uh, the vast share of the expedition's records were lost in that incident, as Sir Aubrey took them along with him to work on, while matters were still fresh in his minds. I know they never found his body, but maybe if you find where he died precisely, you'll be able to find Sir Aubrey's notes and get a more... Well, the most detailed explanation of the Carlisle expedition yet. If you could bring those back to us, we'd finally know exactly what how I'm getting ahead of myself. I, as I said, I've been concerned about the disappearance of Sir Aubrey. In any case, that's all the information I really have or I can think of. I ask him, it seems strange that so many people die on your expeditions. It's not like archaeological digs are usually associated with so many deaths. What's going on? 
Oh, that's not true at all, actually. I'll have you know that these climates can be quite fatal and dangerous to a man of a more northern hemisphere heritage. There's strange diseases and wild beasts and... It's not uncommon that we have these unfortunately uh, tragic outcomes for many of our participants in these expeditions, but I'm telling you that the valuable information and contributions to science are for the greater good, and they're worth it, man. Don't you... S uh, oh, I'm getting all worked up again. I'm sorry. He sounds I, great. I want to watch... When he, when he was answering, I wanted to see if he's lying to me. Can I, can I roll a psychology? A lot of psychology rolls going on this guy. Go ahead. I'd like to second that. that I want to roll psychology as well. Oh, they've already succeeded, but still. That's success. Never mind. <laughs> he knows I'm suspicious. Dr. No, Bain, you you you're picking up what he's putting down. You know what? So, you know what? Yeah. 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 <laughs> For science, man, you can justify anything for science because you're advancing the blood. Okay, uh, little horse, do you realize this guy is deeply disturbed and that he is being a hundred percent honest hmm. when he says that he'll go to any lengths to advance science and that he is going to set extreme lengths to advance science currently? Can we? What do you mean by advancing science? I'm going to ask. Oh, well, my good man, if we have a better understanding of the past, we'll better be able to know our future. Mm -hmm. I see a future where humans are leaping forward with technology bounds, bounding forward. Hmm. To that end, the expedition, Carlisle's expedition, did turn up some interesting artifacts from other periods and was able to dig up a number of test trenches to help continue Sir Aubrey's systematic study of Dahur. They also found some secondary sites in the wastes west of Giza pyramids. Some of the artifacts were loaned to the British Museum, and we have some of the lesser pieces that come to reside here in the Penhue's private collection if you'd like to see them. And he stands up. Okay. I think we'd very much like to see them, please. As we're walking, can I kind of give Frank a nod and basically say this guy's fucking nuts? Uh, yeah. Frank's gonna see if he notices that. Okay. And as you guys are yeah, led Frank, throughout uh, the building, look back at you and then uh, winks slowly with both eyes. Gotcha. <laughs> the old blink blink. You guys are led okay. through the facility and the high ceilings echo with your footsteps and you're led to the second floor. Which consists of a very wide area and an examining table with a few couple storage rooms on the side where uh, an assistant comes out to meet your party. Uh, please uh, give our guests a tour and uh, show them some of the more exotic artifacts that we brought back and managed to recover from the expedition. Oh yes, 
Because we're very interested in seeing any artifact that you have. And you guys are uh, proceeded with... Uh, you guys are shown a parade of these different interesting artifacts. You are shown these statues of Basat, these uh, like cat-headed figures. Some of the uh, pieces here, you see like uh, life-size statues that are also very scantily dressed, more uh, lewd and adult figures. Hmm. Uh... I don't know about all of that. Frank uh, sticks one in his pocket. I'm going to leave you in the capable hands of my assistant here. I have an urgent appointment, and I must see to it immediately. If there's anything else I can help you with, uh, please let her know, and we'll see to your need immediately. Can we have the office for a few minutes to talk amongst ourselves? Of course, of course, and um, if uh, absolutely, if you need anything in there, you may uh, have the run of the place. Good luck, and he uh, sees himself out down the stairway and makes his way uh, out of the building. So we want to search, right? I'm going to search around. Oh my god, yes. Give it a good goings over. All right, where are you headed? I'll get your tokens on the map. You guys are surrounded by, well, it's a research facility. There's uh, several people with uh, button-up sweaters and uh, different cardigans and pullovers. There's a lot of coffee, uh, and you see the wisps of the steam being uh, like a little uh, choo-choo train going up as a cloud as they walk by. Can I find where the coffee is? You do find the coffee, and it is some fancy stuff. It is this weird apparatus of, like, twisting glass that percolates the coffee beans. And there is a coffee connoisseur manning the station, and he gives you quite a uh, neat cup of an espresso and then pours you another cup of coffee. I'm going to take my time to just drink the coffee. It's quite smooth and delicious. Do they have, like, sweets as well, or is it just coffee? As you look around, you're like, oh, man, I hope wish they had sweet. You see a, like, Starbucks bakery, but it's not corporate. It's, like, nice. Uh, Bane's going to head over to the bakery. Uh, Dr. Bane, if you give me a coffee, too, please. He's going to get one for uh, Francis. Uh, Horse, do you want anything? I'll have a coffee. Gonna call normal kind, please. Six sugars and three greens. Understood. Horse? Just plain. Ah. Yeah. Bane's also gonna pick up some danishes. You get some danishes and some scones. They really have some delicious, like, um, like cinnamon dusting, but it's also sweet. But they nailed it. It's really well done. You're impressed. Yeah. Gonna bring all the coffees and stuff back to the, the group. And as you arrive, you do see some more interesting artifacts that are being brought out. Not that I'd know what any of them are. Well, I mean, we've looked at uh, Elias's pictures, and we've uh, and we've spoken to a couple people now. 
So is there, is there anything in the artifacts that looks familiar? It kind of has that same vibe as the, uh, the tongue or any of these other groups that we've kind of heard about. You look around and try and connect the dots. So the surfaces are finished marble and the ceiling is about 20 feet high, giving you a, yeah, almost like a churchy vibe. The mummies, glass case filled with pottery and other artifacts, statuary, and so forth. Fill the hall in tasteful rows. The air is hushed and contemplative. No real culty stuff. This all looks above board. You'd say this looks like a legitimate, uh... This is very Star Trek Enterprise. Very, uh, exploration into the... Well, I guess that's, that's darker history when it comes to uh, Egypt. But let's pretend that it's just <laughs> for expanding our understanding of culture and, and history. Of course. Of course. And not, not just looting other places. <laughs> not Let's pretend, pretending. So, that guy we talked to, I'm just going to inform Dr. Bane and Frank. Uh, that guy was completely uh, insane and deranged. And so we, we were on to something, but I don't know what. Uh. <laughs> Maybe some of these employees here could tell us more now that he's left. Not obviously the liaison he left us with, but perhaps there's someone else here that looks like... I don't know. Can I look for something who looks the most narkish? Yeah, who, who looks particularly narky? Who looks shifty? We need a, we need a snitch. Um, <laughs> someone looks satisfied. Someone that rolls their eyes a lot when other people are earnestly speaking to them. Give me a psychology check. Whereas I gotta also accept this spot hidden. Someone lurking in the shadows. Ah, oh, finally. One psychology has worked. Dr. Bain, you do see an employee, um, just say a researcher, uh, white coat, and you see them looking around rather nervously, and he seems to be looking at you two, three times. Ah, oh. Bain's gonna walk over, reach out his hand, you know. Doing that little burn room handshake. Like, hi, I'm Dr. Bain Ambervius. Uh, pleasure to meet you, Dr. Bain Ambervius. My name is, uh, Dr. Group. Ah. I see. Who's well, Dr. I Group? saw you, you know, glancing over here from time to time. If you were so, you know, taken in by my look, you should have said so. Oh, goodness. Oh, oh, no, that would be quite rude of me. I apologize if I seemed uh, too forward. Uh, no, I thought I just might be able to better inform you as to some of the finer aspects of the exhibition's exhibits. Ah, uh, come with me. You, you should meet my associates. Oh, thank you. Oh, let's go right away. Maybe going to bring the snitch over. Uh, Dr. Bain, who's your friend? Ah, it's another doctor who works here. Uh, he said he wants to show us and tell us more about the exhibits. Maybe we should go somewhere, you know, private. Indeed, we'd love to hear just everything that you have to say about your facility. Uh, and specifically the director. Oh, fantastic. Uh, please, um, follow me. And he leads you down the stairs, back into the waiting room and the office of Edward Gavigan.
As he closes the door, he looks back through the doorway and down the hallway both directions to check if anyone sees you guys entering the office and satisfied with the relative security of the room. The man's shoulders drop a moment. He says, hey, I'm relieved I uh, have a moment to speak with you alone. I think there's something... Well, I, I notice you looking around with a... A suspicious snake eyebrow raised, so I thought I might seek your help. Uh, yes, we can collaborate. Well, frankly, I've come to believe that the Foundation might be hiding a secret, and I think that, well, if something's not done, something really terrible could be happening. Go on. Yes, what's the secret? Well, I know that we've been recovering some artifacts that are going into a special collection and even being moved off-site. It's not right for some things to be moved into someone's exclusive collection for a profit or whatever they're doing with it. Frankly, I think everything should be categorized and properly understood, and I don't think it's right that these things are being... There's too much secrecy around it, and I... Look, I've been asked to categorize some of the returning artifacts coming in from the Clive expedition. They're being moved off-site, and I'm not too sure where. Hmm. When are they being moved off-site? It's been regular for years now. I've frankly just discovered it myself, and, fr and I'm getting out of here. It's too much for me to handle, and I frankly think that it's well I'm not willing to get into something that uh, might be proven to be a little too dangerous for me so I just thought I'd give you a tip and and try and warn you off whatever you're trying to stick your nose into history well, isn't quite a lot at this point aren't we yes that's not incredibly helpful sir and I warned you, whatever happens to you at this point is your own damn fault. Sure. I have a couple of questions, actually. Or it's one general question. Uh, have you noticed the director acting, you know, shady? You know, going about business, you know, in the shadows? The man keeps a surprisingly inter... He keeps a good mask on. His facade is airtight, but I'm telling you, he's not what he seems. And Gavigan is a terrible man. Uh, frankly, we seem to be under the impression the man is insane. What, uh, what has he been doing? If you give us more information, we can protect you. I don't know. I've told you everything that I know. I just know whatever he's getting up to. It's no good, and I want nothing Where does to... he live? <laughs> I said I told you what I know. If you want to find some address, that's... Your prerogative, I'm going to be heading in the exact opposite direction. Does no one in this, you know, facility have his address? I mean, I'm sure you have... not paper. friends with anyone here? Friends, closer friends than you? So as you guys uh, realize you need this information, you look around the office of Edward Gavigan. Go ahead, give me a spot hidden check. Uh, because I'm just great at those. 
That's okay, I'm not too bad. At least someone's not too bad. One of you is gonna find an unlocked safe. Francis. Look at this unlocked safe that has all the information we were looking for. <laughs> how about that? How convenient. How wildly convenient. We didn't even need this man. So lost, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Melvin. Thank you, boy. <laughs> Frank, uh, as you look at this safe, you find 500, nope, I'm sorry, 100 euros. How much? Nope. <laughs> 100 pounds. Yes, one of those. One of those. <coughs> uh, Frank puts all that money in his pocket. Damn. Um, while Frank is shoveling the money into his pocket, he's having the take these one dollar uh, pounds out of envelopes there's 500 envelopes and then there's wait what yeah. so are there 500 or 100 oh i'm sorry there's it says 500 dollars equivalents right next to it but i'm i'm just a dummy there's 101 dollar uh... pounds and they're all in individual envelopes and he's uh, going through them and removing them and as he's doing that you notice a photograph on the desk dr bain uh Sitting on the desk in a small silver frame is a small photograph of an imposing three-story country mansion. Who just has photos like that on the desk? I like this house. Hmm. I guess. It I'm works. We'll make him rethink it. <laughs> As you pocket it, you pick it up and you see in tiny lettering on the bottom is Miser House. Hmm. Nazis. Well, pre-Nazis. So it seems. Francis finishes up uh, taking the money out of the envelopes and pocketing them. It must be so loud, like going through each individual envelope, taking out money, throwing off the envelope. Yeah, it's it's going very quickly. I mean, pounds are metal, right? Why didn't you just burn all the envelopes in a pile? Uh, there are pound notes that are paper as well. Ah. Uh, Alright. It would be weird to have a whole bunch of envelopes with just single dollar coins in them. But why? Yes. What was the point of that? Is it like tides and offering or something? It's just part of a church. I don't know. If it's a church, I feel even less bad about taking the money. <laughs> no gods but men. Oh, jeez. Wholehearted. Oh, I'm sorry. Frank, as you look down on the floor, you see that there seems to be a well-worn, dirty path that goes directly into the wall. Ooh. Uh, Frank would like to walk up to the path. What, uh, what's, like, at the, what's at the terminus of the steps? Uh, like a like shelf. A bookshelf or a... Uh, Kind of secret door you got. You got us still here. Just start playing it with it, pulling books. Um, little horse, you there, man? Yeah, I'm here. So as you're going through the place, you try and pull a drawer in the desk, and it is locked. Can we smash it open? Ah, uh, that's smash. Yeah. Can we try to pick the lock with a paperclip? It's too late. We're already smashing. No, no I guess we can smash it, please. 
Yeah, Vane's gonna try to stop the two of them. He can uh, try to get between them. They pull out a paperclip. Little horse, are you gonna allow yourself to be stopped? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm okay pausing. I'm sitting here trying to figure out if I have any kind of lock picking skill. Gotcha. Uh, I need two paper clips. And Bane's gonna start fashioning the paper clips into uh lock picking tools, one straight paper <coughs> clip and that's a little bent a couple of ways. Gonna that, stick uh, the nose. Alright, go <laughs> ahead and take advantage on your lockpick roll. Hard success. You uh, break off the paperclip inside the lock, and then you grab the broken off tip, and you click. Drawer opens, and you find a telegram. Wow. Those <laughs> better be an important telegram. The telegram is the most recent update from Dr. Clive at the Cairo Expedition. It reads... Giza, dig well. Stop. All is planned. Stop. Work apace at Mycernius. Stop. Thank you for your assistance. Most helpful. Stop. Dr. H. Clive. Hmm. He's going to hand the telegram to horse. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at the telegram. Not really. Looks good. What am I? Too busy. <laughs> Francis is still just getting money out of envelopes. This money is for all of us, but mostly for me. <laughs> you pat your pockets with your money. Um, you go over <laughs> to the wall and you see that there is a closet door kind of recessed in there. It's almost hidden in the shadows of the bar. Hidden closety sh shadow closet. Ooh, I want to open that shadow closet kindly. It's empty. Oh Here's no. Give me a spot hidden roll. Yep, just an empty closet. Is it really, though? A dirty old empty closet. Oh, uh, uh, get over here. I, 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 there's all these steps leading up to this closet, and yet when I touch the closet, there's nothing in there. No you mind taking a look at this, Dr. Bain? Please, God, I, take a look I'll, at this. I'll try. Uh... Uh, nope, I, I, I don't see anything. I, I don't know why you're so upset. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Floor's Horse, a floor. Say <laughs> again? Uh, come look in the closet. I, I did. I, I, did. I saw an empty closet. It was pretty pretty uninteresting. It's just a closet. Dang. It's come just on in the closet. closet. Oh, well. Are you sure? You know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to have to push this at this point. And no, I don't know why we push on that closet. It's just an empty closet. You get down <laughs> on your hands and knees and start digging your fingers into the like nooks of the different boards. I'll let you push that spot hidden. Uh, if, it's, if it's worse, I swear to God. Fuck my life. You get a splinter. 
I think it's just a closet. Oh, well, we've gotten everything we can get from here. There's nothing left. Yes, we better leave. I'm upset about that closet. I will never forget that closet. <laughs> One of these days, I'm going to have On my deathbed, I will remember this closet and think to myself, what the fuck was in that closet? But alas. Hmm. Frank, the mysterious closet will remain a mystery. Unfortunate. Do I hear anything coming out of the closet? Let me engage other senses. So I don't <laughs> see anything. How does the closet smell? Yeah, how does it how does it taste? Give me a smell <laughs> roll. Give me a lick roll. Um no. I'll say that you guys do find out just because you spend enough time uh, looking through the closet. You're obsessed. You're going through every inch <laughs> of the closet. Door open, door closed, flashlights, screwdrivers. <laughs> it's a nice closet, though, yeah. I think we all agree. It is a nice closet. You if it was my closet in my house, I would be happy to own such a closet. Can't explain it. This is a weird trail of dirt that ends abruptly in the closet, almost as if there is a continuing passageway down below to a secret storage just every room. Every time I try to think of it, it's like my head just slips over it. I, I just cannot conceptualize why this closet is so interesting. I don't forever know what it is. To be on the edge of your perception, forever unknown. Can I pay off the closet to share a secret? <laughs> Show me what is in there. Show me your secret closet. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I don't have a lot of skills. And as you guys make your way out, one final glance over, you do learn two more pieces of information. You see a detailed uh, delivery schedule of what seem to be regular shipments going in and out of a place called... Someplace in the Limehouse docks seems to be the principal method of importing all these strange artifacts. The particular company in the Limehouse uh, docks, that area of London, is called uh, Ernst Waitfield & Co. This could be a promising lead. Perhaps. Hmm. Well, we're never going to get into this fucking closet. We gotta go somewhere else, right? Yeah, I think we've just moved along from the closet. On the floor of the closet, you find oh, a business no. card. <laughs> Wait, we missed a business card? I thought I was out of the me back in. <laughs> I'd finally given up on the goddamn closet. Wookie. How dare you? Uh, uh, on the business card, it says Empire Spices. Uh, spices are very good. This closet's so goddamn spicy. Someone must have been spicing some food in this closet or something. Anagram or something? Is that what it's called? Anagram? Like, is there a role yes. for trying to decipher yeah, I think you just have to do it. <laughs> all right. Uh, so Ben's gonna get out a piece of paper and start writing down all the anagram. An anagram? I think it's an anagram. The thing or the yeah. word, not the other word. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
like a word jumble. Yeah, it's, it's anagram, anagram. Sorry, it's anagram. anagram. Yeah. Yeah. So he's gonna start going through the card, writing down all the stuff that could possibly be it. Uh, what's the uh name of the the card? The card? What's on the card? Seems spicy. Yeah, it seems to be some kind of business. Empire Spices. All right, one second. I got this. Oh, my God. It spells out the closet is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> Evil closet. That it's an anagram closet. for closet molesting me. All right. We could have <laughs> misperceived or epidermis or precipice or respecifist or spermicides or I could be wrong. I believe that the closet just might be a closet. Well, I believe that it could just be a, a, a cod for a restaurant. There's also crime lists and uh, ephemeris and creepiness <laughs> and precipice and reminisce and timepieces and specificism. Uh, it's quite a few things associated with this card. And we're actually going to go ahead and take our five-minute break and provide uh, Dr. Bane with an opportunity to come up with as many anagrams to lead you closer to the mystery and solving the deep-hidden, suspicious stuff. Right, let's go ahead and take a five-minute break. What? <laughs> Is this real life? What's happening right now? <laughs> that was okay. The cat was someone's going to do anagrams for that. That was about bad. I mean, if it's not anagram, it's not. Well, I guess that's not. Not an anagram, it means it's just a closet. I oh no, it. it's, there are different types of like secret <laughs> lenses. I'm gonna squirt some lemon juice on it, hold it up to the fire. Oh, some Nicholas Cage stuff? This is some National Treasure level stuff? Yes. Perhaps. I'm going through every single trick in the book with this one. I cannot allow that closet to stay secret. Oh. Learn your mysteries closet if it takes a thousand years. <laughs> I'm determined. I don't like just leaving stones unturned. We're gonna just start knocking stuff, like knocking on the walls and the closet and floor, looking for like the hollow parts.
So you guys hanging out in this office? Alright. So if anagram this is a thing, I'm gonna try tap code. Try what? Tap code. What's that? I'm try jazzercising at it. <laughs> <laughs> you take the word, it turns into letters. So if you were trying to spell out the word hello, you would use 2315313134. So I'm gonna translate the card tap code and then uh I don't know what happens after that but I'm gonna translate it step one tap code step two question we'll figure it out when we get there yeah so inverse spices and tap code should be uh 15 32 35 24 42 15 43 35 24 13 15 43 yes you guys, your dear friend, Dr. Bane, 15, 34, 16, no 97, 27, 89. And now, gonna translate that into TWA code. Ah, yes. It's all coming together. But then again, it could just be grasping at straws. And through your permutation of numerology, you are able to discover that this empire spices, or so it seems, has something to do with the ship called the Ivory Winds, currently docked at the the Limehouse Docks. I've got it. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the closet, but it should. I don't believe it. No, there's still something in the... No, that's fine. All right, we'll go to the docks. Maybe they have we'll a closet there. Okay. Maybe there's a clue about the closet at the docks. Perhaps. To the docks. You guys make your way out of the Penhu Foundation, past all the librarians and the stuck-up liberal scholars. Jump back I'm... in the car and head down to the docks.
you guys make your way over to the Limehouse, that part of London that gets a little bit dirtier with the industry and all the shipping and cargo and stuff. Hmm. Searching around the docks for a few hours, you are able to find the uh, ship associated with Empire Spices, the Ivory Winds, at uh, this pier. And it seems to have a lot of people on it. You closed up, sit, moment, and watch the place, and there seems to be a lot of sailors on board. If I can even bring anything on or off of the uh, ship. You guys pass away a few hours shooting dice, playing cards, and you do see after a while a truck with uh, the Penhue Foundation's uh, wrap. It's got a Penhue wrap. Pulls up and uh, seems to offload something. Um, can't quite tell. They pull into the warehouse uh, surrounding the docks and uh, the vehicle disappears inside the warehouse and pulls down the gate before you get a glimpse of what they're offloading. I think we need to get inside that gate. Mm -hmm. How many uh, How many of these guys were offloading it by the gate? You see a lot of people came out once the truck arrived, at least two or three people inside the truck, and then you can say uh, four or five that came from the ship or around the warehouse that were inside. Seems to be more on the ship itself. What do the uh, what do the crew members look like? How many crew members have we seen so far? I guess my question is, does it look like if we got some uniforms that we look like crew members, do you, does it does it feel like there's enough crew members here that we might be able to sneak in with them? Mm. Or, or do they recognize all of their fellow crew members that we need? It's a big boat. I'd say you're able to find uh, like a pile of donated clothes, the sailor outfits of striped shirts and uh, those little like funny hats. Mm. Uh, what do you guys think? We want to use substitute. God, it's so unstylish, but... I mean, these are... These are men working on a shipping... On a shipping vessel. Can't we just bribe them? Uh, that could work, too. If you grab the wrong one, then they know the jig is up. How about we sneak our way on, and if things go sour, then we grab them. Okay. We both. That works. I'll put on my best cockney accent. <laughs> All right, there. Oh, yeah, us. I say, yeah, we're right right proper English, good boy. Oh, indeed. Oh, you don't die. The idea of trying to do a southern British accent is good. You're yeah. nailing it. It's really good. All dude. right, there. Stay in it. You're, that's really good, dude. Yes, indeed. Uh. Hello, fellow crew members. So you guys uh, find some um, half-decent disguises around a uh, 
Limehouse is a grim and dirty part of London uh, with an uh, unsavory reputation for gambling, uh, derelicts, and opium addicts in exotic restaurants. Cheap houses draws the working class in, and uh, you are able to find some working class clothes and uh, try and gain entry to the ship. Um, I'm assuming you guys are trying to, like, climb up the side of the ship and sneak aboard, correct? I mean, so the people in front of the ship, though, are they, like, picking up stuff and, like, bringing it onto the ship? Like, boxes and the like? Correct. And you can tell as you guys are skirting around the warehouse, you peek inside and see that the offloading from the truck uh, from the Banyu Foundation has completed. And they are preparing to raise up the uh, garage door and let them leave. And they're proceeding to load on the crates onto the ivory winds. But it's a big uh, ship. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah, you guys are now. able to secret down to uh, a few 50, 60 feet down into the darkness and slip aboard and try and clapper up the side. I'm going to need a stealth or a check for all of you. Oh. I'm not super stealthy, but that is okay because we have such good disguises and accents. I don't need this guy. I don't need the guy. Oh, yeah, no. Not stealthy. Don't need it, Ostahan, eh, governor? Boy, <laughs> see what's going on with the front layer. Oh, all right, Cotton. And uh, after a moment ago, the flashlight comes over and sees you guys, like, lying prone, like, just have, uh, having climbed over the side. Boy, what are you doing all there? All right, will you just bring us the boxes on the ship? Um, and then the ship saw moving, it all fell down. Oh, yeah, the ship moves. It's a boat. It's in the water. The closest is coming in. Oh, not expect a boat to move so quickly, like. Well, you all expect a boat to move. Who don't expect a boat to move? This guy. You believe this guy. Why are you giving me all this uh, lip governor? Oh, <laughs> um, uh, so Gotta say that's a fast talker roll if I've ever heard it. Can I give advantage? Well, with advantage, assuming that uh if, if you're okay with advantage, then uh I got it. If not, hard to believe that he wouldn't just accept that accent as being authentic. <laughs> so authentic. <laughs> Well, we got the way of dealing with people like you, where I come from. And uh, oh. over his shoulder, you see the captain walking uh, towards you with three other uh, men. Oh, God, uh. here seems like a couple of thieves got lost in our boat, eh? Trying to take away our precious merchandise, are you? Well, we're not thieves. What are we talking about? What is there to steal here? And this isn't a Norwegian accent, even though this character is supposed to be Norwegian. Right then, I don't know exactly what you mean. Boys, show them hospitality. Alright, uh, alright. I guess the gig is up. My apologies. Uh, despite my incredibly authentic accent, uh, I'm not actually a man from southern London. Uh, let us get a chance that we could start over here. My name is Mr. Jefferson, and these are my associates, a Dr. Bain and a Mr. Horse. 
Give me a persuasion uh. roll. Never had more trouble finding something in my entire life. Oh my god. Oh, there we are. And just as you guys feel hands on you, strong sailor hands that pull ropes all day. And not just their own. They're about to huck you over the side, and they're, they're literally holding you over their heads. Francis managed to talk them down at the last moment. Oh, maybe we'll be able to well, talk with you for half a yeah, second. Yeah, we have money. I thought you we were have thieves. You got to understand. I know your needs. Just go explain yourselves more carefully, eh? That's fine. Uh, Frank slips him uh, a $20 bill. That's more like it now, then. Or even I can understand now. What brought you here to my humble ship? Right. So, uh... We are here, uh, looking, we, we are private investigators, and we were hired to find out. Well, it's a complicated, long complicated story, and frankly, sir, I'm not sure how interested you'd be in here in the whole thing. You are carrying some luggage on your foot. We would love more than anything in this world if we would be able to see it. We don't need to take any of it. We don't mean to move it. We don't even need to touch it. We're just curious as to exactly what you are transporting and who you're transporting it for. Uh, and uh, Frank gives him another 20. Well, I don't understand that. Uh, I seem to understand how business works around here, and I never compromise my principles as to expose my customers or their merchandise in transit because I believe in confidentiality and my myself I'm a fourth amendment believer in the constitution uh yes as uh, also a constitutional scholar I can say that the constitution gives no rights to privacy but I understand obviously you have a reputation and as such there would have to obviously be some kind of compensation for long as you keep it to yourself i don't need this getting back to my customers because business has been quite profitable for me of course uh, frank does the little like key and the lips and the throwing it away bullshit glad we have an understanding and he leads you guys down the ship and it is kind of like those cramped uh, ship stairs that you guys descend into the belly of this uh ivory winds ship and you see Row after row of cargo tied down by nets, ropes, all assortment of uh, different cargo transporting tie-downs. Going all the way down to what seems the bottom, uh, seems the bilges almost, you guys arrive in a pretty decently sized shipping container room thing. And he says uh, to you, These here... No left off the charter. I'm paid quite comfortably by the Bedu Foundation to make sure that these arrive at their destination without being inspected. Now, me letting you inspect these would be against my very essence, and I could never allow it. He's kind of standing there tapping his foot. 
Ah, uh, yes. Obviously, I'd hate for you to uh, compromise your values. Frank gives him another fucking 20. Take as long as you need. Let me know when you're done. I'll have you seen out. And remember, stays between us. And he sends you a steely sir. glance. Discretion, sir. The better part of valor. Your secret is safe with us. Cut from the same jib, you and I. Good luck. I appreciate it. And as you guys look around, you see that these crates, including the large one taken from the Penhu Foundation, are labeled Cairo Museum Egypt. But... Okay. What's that? I'm nothing. Continue. All right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> In total, there are 16 crates, 8 hold strange and futuristic looking machine parts, while the rest contain items related to the Cthulhu Mythos. Ooh. So, uh, I call dibs on Cthulhu Mythos boxes. I call dibs on any money we find. I just gave that man $60. I mean, I can reimburse you. So what do we see here? Like, have we already... Do we know what we're looking at? You guys are deep inside a ship in a cargo hold going through different crates, and as you guys, like, crack them open with crowbars, you uh, see a Chris knife, small statue with horned devil-like figures, large statue of an Egyptian pharaoh, statue of a bat-winged creature, there seems to be a painting. Okay. Can I take the Chris knife? You take the Chris knife. It's 12 inches long. And what was once a extravagant wavy blade has corroded and dulled with age. Inscribed along the length of the blade are strange symbols. Hmm. Can I read the symbols? I don't know. Can you read? <laughs> I mean, I thought I could. Might need to take a little study. It seems like the symbols are in Alklo script. Uh, is that similar to, uh, Nicole? Yes, it is. Alright, so, gonna go to my cousin's house later on. Other than that. Uh, can I, can I pocket this? Absolutely. Cool. You guys also find skin from two human feet, and like the bottom parts of the feet. The soles? Yeah, you find the soles of some human feet, two of them. Oh. Okay. I mean, people do have two feet, so. How many did we find? You find one bear. Okay. Can I take those? Sure, you go ahead and take them. <laughs> Gonna pocket them, roll them up. Uh, what else did you say was in here? 
As you roll them up, they crinkle a little bit, and you put them in their pocket with a crunch. There is also a large painting. A couple large paintings. Also, a large statue of an Egyptian pharaoh, a statue of a bat-winged creature. A couple statues. Oh, there's also an exotic conch uh, An exotic conch shell. Uh, I want the conch shell. You pick up the conch shell. Uh, can I tell what type of shell, like where it's from? It's take biology. biology. It's a conch fish, right? A, a conch is not a... That, it's a type of shell. Seems to be a horse conch. I'm taking the shell. Horse conches are like biggest of snails. Seems to be one of the largest species of snail. Thank you for making me smart adventure module. I'm nothing without you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this is... This is How they use the shell. Oh, you blow into it? I mean, not now, but... Okay, later. just double-jagging. Uh, could I blow into your conch, please? Oh, no, be my guest. All right, yeah, Frank uh, blows into the conch. As you blow into the conch, you see a mist appear in front of you. 20 feet by 20 feet. Hmm. That's odd. That's a strange mist. What is that mist doing there in front of me? I would like to remind you guys that there's a fog monster of some kind. Let's uh, put that stuff back in the conch. Can you unblow <laughs> the conch? Can you suck it? I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, that Frank, Frank sucks on the conch. Oh, how hard does he suck on that conch? <laughs> oh, he sucks real fucking hard. You know how hard. <laughs> Harder than you've ever sucked on a conch. Unfortunately, you got some like rainbow sparks coming out of the conch, but nothing, uh, the mist does not go back inside the conch. However, it does seem to dissipate after. Yeah, it takes about 40 seconds. Uh, good, good call on the whole uh, monster. I think I might agree with you. Might want to refrain from blowing into any uh, more sea shells. On the other hand, we should definitely take it with us. We're not going to leave it here, right? No. Yeah, that could be. All right. Uh, I guess we can check the paintings. The painting depicts a... As you take off the wrapped uh, brown paper... It shows a picturesque English country scenery of twilight. A full moon casts light upon rows of headstones, and a bestial figure can be seen discerning emerging out of the ground. Humanoid butt with long talons and an evil wolf-like face. Werewolf? Could what? be. Um, are there any dates or signatures or things on the painting that would help me figure out where it came from? No, it's just really pretty. Well done. Ah, this is useless to me. Uh, Frank kind of like tries to wipe away a tear very subtly. He's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's also useless to me. 
and he uh, <laughs> pockets it. <laughs> okay. Completely useless. Totally useless. <laughs> did, did you paint this? Was it like a hard time in your life going through a midlife crisis? I don't know what you mean. <laughs> Look, it may be useless, but it's it's a very nice painting. Very a lot of skill. You can tell that the uh, whoever painted this was very interested in art at the time. Sort of passionate, <laughs> you know. It just it's, it it holds no real uh, how do you put it a functionality for me. No, either for myself. Sorry. Art, it serves no purpose, therefore it's stupid. So the statue of the bat-winged creature, two feet tall, carved out of sandstone, the figure is leaping forward, its wings unfurling behind it. Instead of a face, it has a single bulbous eye, within which are three bulbous lobes. Hmm. Hmm. Then the large statue of the Egyptian pharaoh is about seven feet tall, carved from a single piece of obsidian. The pharaoh's face is obscured by a mask of squirming worms, all intricately sculpted. It's unnerving to view as the face tentacles give a strong impression of movement and the whole figure looks as if it could come alive. Would we know if this was like unusual? Like could we, does anyone have gills and archeology span or something that we would know or nope. could, could think about whether this seems normal? I only have biology, botany and uh, chemistry. Archaeology. Yeah. suited for such scientific uh, pursuits, unfortunately. Yeah, I need uh, archaeology or a history role to kind of like who's this guy again? I feel like I recognize him. Yeah, I don't need to roll to know that I failed. Okay. Exactly. Unfortunately, <laughs> I have a sneaking suspicion we just might find out who it is uh, before too long. Anyways, he's a pharaoh, and he looks like he's made out of obsidian. He is, um, and the uh, the bat statue looks like a bat. And that's that's what you guys learned as you finish going through the crates. I believe that that bat statue might be a statue of a man. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the bat statue is a bat. Believe it's it's wrong, that's the impression. The Egyptian statue, the Egyptian bot. Uh, no. Okay, so it's not Bost, the Egyptian cat god. It is a bat, and it's like seems... a bat, like a a fruit bat. Fruit bat is your first example? That's what? Huh? I don't They're know. They're bats. 
Vampire bat? That's the most common common form of bat. All right, we'll like keep. bat mad. Yes, a bat. Okay. All right. I don't want to have anything to do with bats. I I'm like bats. Batman. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But yeah, it is like a bat, and it. Um, let's see if I can give you that. You would need an archaeology role to, det to successfully determine its origin. Oh, by the way, can I see those feet skins? Okay, I take them out of my pocket and hand them to her. Can I biology these? Him. Uh, you go ahead and take a look at it, Dr. Bane, and uh, you examining it. You take out your microscope. They seem to be human skin. But, like, can I determine what gender the person was or anything like that? Well, so that might work for some people. It, uh, it, it, it's not really, it's really like these, uh, they're, they're rough. It could kind of dry it out. It's hard to say. Hmm. Well, how did they compare to the size of, say, my own feet? I'm like an average five foot something man if i put them against my feet are they bigger smaller plus it is possible to tell male feet from female feet just like you can tell male hands from female hands saying well, are they big feet could i wear them you put them up yeah, to your feet? they look like they'd fit comfortably okay but on the feet no not right now we'll do that later put out the feet and blow on the conch oh my god do it <laughs> so you can tell as you uh give these feet skins a detailed examination that they're probably more than a hundred years old person probably male if you had to guess as you give the gender thing another look hmm. between the ages of 20 and 30 by the time they're removed you're not sure why they keep their shape so well it's like you could just slip them on no problem Little horse, can you do so? I'm sorry, I didn't catch that question. What was that, uh, Dr. Bain? Sorry, go ahead. So, like, if it's been a hundred years, why aren't these all shriveled up and dried and cracked and stuff like that? Aren't they, like, human feet jerky yet? Yes, very much so. That is how they feel to the texture, but as you, like, go to bend it, they're quite pliable, but very crunchy. It's like crinkling a, uh, a Lay's, a Frito-Lay ba bag. Is it like, uh, is that resin? Re what, resin? Mm -hmm. I'm not sure like resin leather? Yeah. How dank, how dank are the feet? Okay. They're like <laughs> leather, and they smell like the most dank weed ever. <laughs> so, uh, Dr. Bain, do you put him on? Uh, I'll leave that the horse. I'm not putting him on right now. Okay, just double checking. <laughs> Alright, you can put these back in your pocket. Yep. I'll just carry him around. <laughs> You hear like a crunchy sound every time he walks. Very crinkly. You can just say they're your snacks. 
No one will click on it. It's like jerky, it's fine. So that's what you guys learn inside the ivory winds and as you guys make your way back up to the top of the ship the captain gives you a nod of his hat and he says I'm glad uh, we could reach an arrangement there uh yes we appreciate the time thank you very much captain of course and I Reiterate, let's keep this confidential. Yes, uh, do you mind dropping us back off on shore? Uh-oh, we, we never, yes, yeah, we never left the harbor. We're still, yeah, I'll leave. Yeah, but do you out. mind bringing us back to the shore? Do you mind turning around and taking us back there? Well, we've never undocked. We're currently uh, at the shore. <laughs> you can walk down the plankway. We'd actually never departed. Uh Yes, but I, I would like it if you could take a back to the shore. If it's all the same to you. Good luck, Francis. Um, and he gives you a wry grin, like uh, he can't tell if you're fucking with him or not. Uh, yes. Uh, I'll just follow you guys to the shore. <laughs> we never... Yeah. I'm uh, totally on right now, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I think your friends uh, got a little seasick. Uh, might want to take them, cool them off back on shore. Get about beer. It's fine. All right, yeah, we get off the ship. <laughs> uh. Did we like finish up for today? Like, go to, go get some sleep. Yeah, absolutely. Probably a good idea. Let's uh, let's be careful though. I did tell the uh that librarian where we were staying. Perhaps on our way back, we will talk to the concierge see if anyone's been looking for us. Hmm. And as you guys make your way back to your hotel room. The sunlight seems to fade away and get obscured behind deep, billowing clouds, towering up into the sky. The fog. Uh, uh, you better put on those feet real quick. No, I'm not putting on the feet yet. We might be in trouble. Do we have a hotel that we could return to? Yeah. Yeah, wherever we stayed the first night. Okay. And you guys pick up the pace a little bit as the mist begins to seep into your clothing and making you cold. Oh, no. I don't like this. Get that conch ready. <laughs> Prepare the conch. <laughs> Quickly, the mist is coming. Blow on the conch. Wouldn't that just create more mist? <laughs> oh god, there's six more mist monsters. We're done for. Oh jeez. Can't we just go back to the hotel like normal folks? 
So close, you guys make it to the street, the far side of which you see your hotel, the warm lights of the lobby making the mist glow with warmth. Get you guys on the right map. As you walk through the streets, a dim, eerie silence falls over the cobblestones. Something's out there. I mean, it always is. That's a fair point. It's like you can feel the eyes on the back of your neck. Hmm. A little concerning. Yes, I'm not. I enjoy this. For moments, so the mist is so thick you can't even tell where the ground is. It disappears, and you're felt light, and your head almost spins. And then the ground's there, and you can see the faint houses around you, like looming shadows towering above you. Can we start running? Oh, sure. I think that would be Brutron. Which direction are we running? Okay, we're at Last Sierra Hotel. You guys okay. are right down the street from your hotel. You can get there so quickly. You're, you're <laughs> within the glow of the street lamp. Okay, guys, just run straight. Just make, make a straight beeline for it. We're gonna we're gonna hit it eventually. Running. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna need a. Uh, it's the equivalent of an athletics check from everyone. Dexterity? Yeah. Dr. Bane, Little Horse, you guys start booking it down the street and clap, 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 clap. Your steps echo throughout the London streets. You all make it booking it down the street. Fuck this school. Uh, Francis did track. Jonathan, you're the first to see it. You stumble through this pocket of mist with these long, invisible tendrils, absence in the mist, and you crash into something solid, but your eyes don't see anything. Uh, Frank gives off the manliest freak you've ever heard. <laughs> Ah, yeah, so manly. Oh, you, babe. Uh, there's something here. <laughs> and as you shriek, you feel your mouth fill up with something. Something wiggles and squirms out of the myth and crawls down your throat and into your lungs. Ah, uh, jeez. Jo Wookie, just to be clear, this isn't you paraphrasing or anything. Like, this is actually in the module, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I am paraphrasing, but it is in the module. Uh, let's pull out the conch and blow on the conch. Uh, yes! Will the conch save us? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Uh, I mean, something's already going down my throat, so yes. Uh, Frank tries as hard as he can to blow it back out of his throat, and also while he's doing that, 
puts the conch in his mouth and blows for all he's worth. He <laughs> blows harder than he's ever blown on anything in his entire life. Look, do you just want me to blow the conch? You're kind of uh, not in the position. plan all along. Well, let me flip back and see what that conch Four does. Condor. Four condor. Never a dull day. Yeah, unfortunately, your lungs and mouth are too full of uh, mist tentacle at the moment to get the proper uh, lung capacity going. Horse grabs uh, the conch from him and blows into it. All right, immediately a 20 by 20 foot sphere of mist explodes all around you. You can barely see your friends, even though you're standing right next to each other. Did we just make the situation worse? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> can we go pull Frank into the sphere of mist? The sphere of mist is all around you currently, and there's no one on the outside of it. He is being attacked currently, and then both of you feel the same long, cold, misty tentacles yeah. crawl around you and then dive into your bodies. Whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't give consent. <laughs> Stranger danger. Danger indeed. <laughs> oh, fuck this. Can I manage to pull out the feet and put the feet on? Can I pull on whatever's in my mouth? <laughs> I'm no. not into this tentacle shit. No, thank you. Oh, Dr. Bain, you are currently highest in the dexterity initiative order. Go ahead. I, I want to try to pull on the tentacle. Give me a strength roll. It is an opposed strength roll. I'm not that strong. You know this. That was a good roll. Unfortunately, you as you pull, you feel the undulating tentacle go deeper inside of no. your throat. Ah. Um, out. Francis. Ah, uh, yes. Dr. Bain, please take uh, one damage. What are you doing, Francis? Uh, Francis takes his, uh, oh god, he doesn't have a gun. He didn't buy a shotgun. He doesn't have a pistol. Uh, Francis, uh, Francis bites down as hard as he can. You flex and clench your jaw as hard as you can, but your jaw gets stretched wider, stretching and breaking some of your muscle muscles. Pop, 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 pop. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Frank kicks and punches and cries. Duh. I guess Frank just dies, right? No, um, give me a strength roll to try and um, clamp down on your jaw. Oh, yep, nope. Unless you want to put, uh, spend those three luck to push it yeah, over. Yeah, Frank's going to push it over with three luck. That's why. So you're able to clench down on the jaw, and somehow I think you heard it. Because the immaterial fog, strange, but it does free, screech <laughs> and t uh, pulls away its tentacle out of you, and you... <laughs> You no longer have a. Hey! 
Help us, please! <laughs> Is it the first thing you said? The tentacle monsters! He's putting his tentacles down my friend's throats, including mine! Help! <laughs> oh, we keep it down out there. We, none of us consent to this kind of treatment. Help! <laughs> Um, Little Horst. Well, since I can hear Frank is now able to breathe, I do the same thing that Frank did. So I bite down on the tentacle. Give me a strength yeah. roll. Done. Oops. You're able to successfully chomp down and get that tentacle out of my mouth. No, thank you, sir. This is so bad. Did not consent. <laughs> Would you like to use some of your movement? Yeah, I would like to run. Where to? Uh, same direction we were running. This uh, building over here is the entrance to your inn. Sounds good. What's your movement? Uh, let's see. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Where is it listed? Hang on. Sorry. I should know your movement just by your movement is nine. It's nine. Nine. Ooh. Okay. That's a big difference. That puts you right under the street lamp. Okay. And as you look back, you see your friend forced to his knees, trying to grasp at his throat and this thing directly in front of his mouth. And he's trying to like pull at it, but it's like smashing him in the face. Okay, I'm feeling a little guilty and I'll probably turn around, but not, I'm out of movement now, so. Oh wait, Francis, that's not you anymore. That's only Dr. Bane at this point. Jeez, so graphic. So Francis yeah, and Little Horse have successfully mouth. got it out of their mouth. All right. Yeah, I was screaming for help, but I didn't actually go anywhere. So I guess uh, seeing um, seeing Horse run towards the light, I uh, I attempt to grapple whatever and help uh, Doctor Bane rip this thing out of his mouth as well. All right, we'll do that in a second. The fog bond's gotta go. But who now? I mean, this fog monster. Star spawn. <laughs> Go ahead and make another attack on Dr. Bane. That's going to miss. Make one more attack on Dr. Bane. That's going to miss as well. And Francis, you feel misty cold tentacles wrap back around you. And one gets inside of you. Oh. Just one, Still though. Still the mouth or somewhere else? No, no, the mouth. Again, oh, okay. but through Ooh. the nose this time. Ah! Francis <laughs> oh, attempts to sneeze it out of his nose. <laughs> All right, back to Dr. Bane's turn. What are you doing? All right, can I physically grab onto the thing? Like, I can feel it, right? 
You can feel it, but it's almost immaterial. It's like liquid, or is it trying to grab onto something like molten glass? It just like falls right through your hands, but it's got a solid, solid grip on your th- uh, lungs, and and oh. it's inside of your lungs, and you can't breathe it. All right, so I'm about to do what's called a pro gamer move. Oh god! All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Let's, see. Let's right. do it. I want to get a loose grip on the thing, just so I know where it is, like a general idea. I'm gonna okay. reach into my pocket. Hold up, is there a D2 somewhere? Uh, how do I roll a D2? Yeah, I'm gonna roll a D4. Alright. gonna reach into his pocket. Oh, jeez. And he's gonna stick him with the first paralysis thing he got. Uh, just happens to be platypus venom. So, uh, that's, that's neat. He's going to stick it into where he has the loose grip on the aberration and uh, just go to town. You stab it in and you watch as these dark veins start spreading out through the mist for a moment. I just want to be clear here. Are you telling me that Milk is playing a character that has the ability to paralyze people with venom? That seems so out of character. I have so much trouble believing that that's happening right now. Believe not at it. all. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not a. Uh, it, it's a. Right, it's platypus. There's no snakes involved. Yeah, it's a platypus and a scorpion. <laughs> and you watch. It's not play. a because I'm a biochemist. Biochemist or a bioterrorist? Well, it's gonna be one or the other one of these days. Now nah, I think I'll take the latter. Take the ladder, and I'm gonna save the world with platypus venom. Uh, but it has no effect. You watch the cloud evaporate in the mist. It seems to have uh, a ripple, but then it continues to suffocate you. Please take two damage. Ah, the pain. Francis, you see your friend being pulled deeper into the shadows. Oh, uh, well. Well, I've got one of the tentacles in my mouth at this point, so I think I gotta get that thing out first, right? We're in my nose. Strength but... roll for a nose, gotta sneeze hard. Want to push that? Well, I mean, we're fucking running through luck here, but I guess so. Yeah. You don't have to I use luck. It. You can push it by rerolling oh, yeah, yeah. the roll, but yeah, something push. bad happens to you, perhaps, if you. Oh, well, not if you do that. Not this time. Shoo! Also, able, you're able to retch. Uh, you And you retch one of the tentacles out of you and one of the tentacles out of Dr. Bane. Dr. Bane, sneeze more. It's <laughs> not in my nose. Well, they cough. You've never <laughs> sneezed with your mouth before. <laughs> oh, wait. Is there more than one tentacle? Because you said, you said one of them. There are six yeah. tentacles that I can six. use to attack you at once. Little horse. Um, I'm gonna head back and help Frank help Dr. Van. Right, I'll see oh, you. It doesn't seem to be hurting there. you in the light. Get some light. Right, I'll see oh, can we? Some... That's a genius idea. Let's drag her into the light. I'll see you're able to get a okay. hold onto the thing. See something really fast. One sec, I'll check something.
Okay. So you guys, um, little horse, you run up. You blindly like walk and stumble out until you grab onto something solid but invisible, and you start <laughs> pulling. Wow, an extreme success. No, wait, that was Jonathan's roll. Last roll. Little horse, give me a roll, a strength roll. I'm doing it right now. Yep, I'm going to say you're going to grab on to Dr. Bane and you tug and there is resistance, but after a moment or two... <laughs> yeah, you're able to pull Dr. Bane free. <gasps> Dr. Bane, you feel breath uh, cold in your lungs for the first time in a second. Oh. And it's the fox swan's turn. And oh god, you guys feel tentacles and they're on you. Oh god, it's got me. Uh, two hits. Three hits. So that's one hit on... Francis. And then um, well, one hit. Yeah, it's one hit on everyone. So one hit on Francis, one hit on Dr. Bane, and one hit on Little Horse. You all feel the tentacle undulate down your throat cold once again. So tired. It's a tentacle thing. We might be even into this if you would just uh, ask for some consent first. Dr. Bane, <laughs> do you give your consent? No. I did not. <laughs> Would it be like Bane's gonna relax? I mean, tensing up probably makes it worse. He's <laughs> <laughs> gonna relax his body. And as you relax, you feel this vicious beast from another dimension uh, become more aggressive. You realize within that half second, oh, okay, I, I should resist. That uh, it's not relaxing. That's not. Oh God, this thing's gonna kill me. <laughs> uh, it doesn't. <laughs> Well, I haven't tried biting it yet. Give me a strength roll. Can I bite it off with that? You chop down and you're able to get a big chunk of misty tentacle in your esophagus and you gotta... <laughs> Where are you moving? Um... Uh the closest party member oh well, you're both rightly adjacent to me oh can i see the fog monster you can see the absences the gaps in the mist where something is taking up space it's preventing the I wanna mist yeah i, I want to shoot at that give me a shoot em roll oh i'm gonna regret this no, I'm not. You smash point blank range headshot into the mist. Mm, no effect. It reforms. God fucking damn it. Alrighty. I don't know if I can help the other two adequately enough. These weapons, these guns, anything physical seems to have no effect against this monstrous, amorphous monster man thing. Francis. Can I insult? Oh, oh, what insult? Are you going to hurl at it? 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> That's a lot to ask of a person. You blob, you amorphous gross. <laughs> Alright, maybe if you got rid of that geeky ass haircut, you'd get some bitches. Francis. Not that time. Ah, uh, fuck. What do we have on us? Yeah. do a damn thing. Yeah, I'm gonna hurl. Do not disapprove of me due to my superior looks, friend. Maybe, by chance, if you were to dispose of your distasteful haircut, you could possibly attract more female attention. Maybe, even, your ex would associate herself with you again, my good fellow. <sighs> and the fog spawn ripples in insult. He dies. He just fucking died. <laughs> 4,000 million psychic damage. Dissipates in suicide. Couldn't handle it. Literally banished him with that statement. Back to his home dimension. Uh, I don't know. Fuck. Alright, so, I mean, it attacked me last time. Do I have a tentacle in me or no? Currently, you have a tentacle inside your lungs and you can't breathe because of it. Alright, we gotta get that tentacle out then. So, uh, let's try to... Yoink! Get that tentacle out. Where are you going? You moving? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank, uh, Frank realizes he can't help his his, his uh, colleagues right now where they are, and so he rushes uh, towards the light where Horst has been. All right, you take a couple steps back into the street light. Little Horst. Frank uses the rest of his uh, turn to scream for help. Can I? Uh... Can I burn some extra movement points to drag Dr. Bane back with me to where Frank is? He's going to take a strength roll as Dr. Bane is currently, and you are currently, being tentacle suffocated. I got mine. Oops. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, no such luck. Unfortunately, yeah. you can't manage to free yourself from this tentacle's grasp. Uh, Dr. Bane and Francis are free. And, uh, Dr. Bane, did I offer you a chance to, uh, move or no? Uh, no. Would you like to? I mean, can, can I, can I bring my compatriot? Unfortunately, he's still, uh, a little wrapped up. Dang. I'll step into the light. Step into the light. Alright, now it's the fog spawn's turn. He's gonna... Try and tentacle a little horse a little bit more. Oh no, don't do that. He cannot. Ooh. Oh, but he can. No, he's too hurt by that insult. You guys watch your friend buckle to his knees, his eyes begin to turn red and bulge, veins becoming pronounced on his forehead. And that's Hello, gonna bitch. end his turn. Dr. Bane, you watch your friend slipping away in the darkness, being dragged deeper into the shadows. Like, how far into the, uh, the shadows? Oh, he's about ten feet away. 
Uh, how, what are we even supposed to do? It's incorporeal. What did, we, what did we pick up? Did we pick up any magic bullshit? We don't have any ma Oh, well, I have a knife. Yeah, yeah, use the knife on it. Oh, well. You guys, gonna go over you guys do have flashlights. Oh! oh. Uh, well, then, with that, obviously has nothing to do with what we're doing. Uh, Frank just throws his flashlight away. No, no, Frank turns his flashlight on and tries to that thing. Tosses it over his shoulder, and as it comes back down, he catches it in the on position and shines it over towards Little Horse. I'll add my flashlight as well. And as you add your flashlight, you hear a shrieking. <laughs> and you see uh, Little Horse uh, collapse to the ground, and in the mist, this sparkling, iridescent creature, long tentacles, you can see at least seven or eight of them, dance around very rhythmically slow motion almost and it balls up and uh, cringes away from your lights is it stuck there its movement slows it's no longer the drifting almost graceful uh movements it becomes a uh, shrinking and much slower but erratic almost it is trying to get away making its way in, deeper into like a corner I mean, how is it still its original size? Like, how big is this thing? It's pretty big. Think of, like, uh, the size of an elephant. Maybe, um... Think if an elephant had three times the height, a more spindly, uh, tentacly elephant. Oh. I was gonna try to put it in a jar, but... It's gonna be a big jar. We're gonna need a bigger jar. I mean, isn't it... What was that? Can't it squish into the jar? Oh, you mean like a, a tank? You need like a nitrous oxide tank and <laughs> compress them in there? Pretty much. I'm sure with the right experimentation and uh, the right distillation methods, we can make some CO2 extracted uh, fog spawn. Oof. Can I get a portion of them? Give me a give me a Cthulhu um, roll, and also I'm gonna need some more Cthulhu rolls. Give me a sanity check, please, as you guys see this. We haven't had the opportunity to get any Cthulhu. It's really zero. I mean, Horst is doing his sanity roll from a position of. Uh... Not feeling so good. Woo. Yeah, yeah, horse. <laughs> As you pick yourself up, horse, and catch your breath, you look at this thing, this glittering interdimensional ethereal monster, and you think, well, I'm glad that's not inside me anymore. Hey, buy me a dinner verse. Mm. Ah. <laughs> And you guys watch as this thing crawls over to a sewer grate and pops the top off of it and descends down into the sewers. Coward. You watch uh, from the inverted camera angle down in the sewers as your three heads circle around the sewer grate, just a dark hole as your flashlights try to penetrate the darkness, the shadows. 
Well, I for one am not going down into that fucking sewer right now. Can we just go to the hotel? I mean, I, I need first aid. I need, uh, yes. I think I think I was the only one who took damage. Now that I think about it. Yes. Despite my passing the sanity check, I still do think that I am going insane. Is that thing even real? Where did that thing come from? You guys think to yourself as you all pile in the car and make your way back to your hotel. Oh, wait, no, you guys were right in front of your hotel. Yeah, you guys walk the remaining five feet and enter the threshold of your hotel. I'm not talking to anybody. I do not care. I'm going up to the hotel room. I'm taking off my clothes. I'm taking a shower, scrubbing off every layer of my skin, and then yeah. I'm first myself. I feel disgusting. That... Does the hotel have like a nice lobby reading area by a fire, perhaps, that one could go and read a book in front of and just relax and forget about the tentacles? You're fine. <laughs> Always remember, you find a <laughs> lovely reading area, a little horse that you take out a book and uh, go ahead and roll the D4. Okay. okay. Dr. Bain, go ahead and roll a d4 as you take care of uh, so yourself and do a little self-maintenance. Yeah. I think uh, Frank's going to go back to the uh, hotel room. He's going to turn on every light <laughs> in the room. And then uh, he's just going to look at some of the clues. Okay, run up the electricity bill, why don't you? Uh, yes. I think that's fine. All right, Dr. Bain. It can't hurt you inside. <laughs> it took me in my nose place. <laughs> Your lungs? Yes. <laughs> my lungs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Frank on every light and starts looking at the clues and then stops and goes and sits in the shower fully clothed and turns on the shower head for a while. <laughs> it was, I'm scared of the I'm scared of the sauna smell fog in here. Is this gonna be a problem? Hmm. Yeah, terrible experience. Who wrote this? Oh sick puppy. Dr. Bane, please add three uh, sanity back to your uh, sanity score. A little horse, you can add four back to your sanity score as you guys are gotcha. doing a little maintenance here. Oops, right. sorry. All right. And that's uh, we, where... Oh, what's that? We all have separate rooms. Yeah, unless otherwise dated, you guys retire to your rooms and I... Uh, Bane's gonna go over to the room and actually sleep near his bed floor. <laughs> you guys take the proper safety procedures, uh, uh, hunker down, and pass a night uneventful, rested and recuperated. And as you collect and collaborate with each other and go back over the clues, that's where we're gonna end it for this week. Cool. Nice. I didn't like that. That's fair, I guess. Yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> not nice that last part there. That was so unexpected. 
No, that was good. Now we know something about the fog creature. Yeah, no, I mean, it was good. It was horrifying, but it was good. Uh, it's the biggest flashlight that they sell in 1920s London. Yeah, yeah. Frank's going to take to just walking around with a giant lantern. Yeah. Uh, what's the uh, lamp that like, summon Batman? I'm Batman. Yeah. The bat get, signal? Yeah, you get one of those lamps. <laughs> yes. Did you guys take the bat statue with you, or did you leave it behind? We took it with us, didn't we? We took that and the feet, and we took the knife. I think we took pretty much everything. Yeah, the feet. Very important. We just raided the place. Right. Frank took any money you could find. Robin Blind. We're looters. We're actually pirates. We're not investigators. Well, it's a fine line, all right. Plus, it's easy to take the bat statue. It's only like two feet. Bats are small. They're all clues, thank you very much. Even the money is a clue. <laughs> Each one of those dollars, I need to inspect them, make sure they're up to snuff and not up to anything. Yeah, hmm. I'm not going to risk it. You can. I don't know what will be important later. I'm taking the money. <laughs> Oh, beautiful. Well, hey, are you gay and fabulous looking for a way to strike back against the police state? Join Gay Antifa. Gay Antifa is an organization specifically set up to rape police. Yes, we turn their worst fear and weapon against us back on them. Yes, here at Gay Antifa, we circle around the police, force them down to the ground, and then run train on them. We have our strongest, burliest members fuck them in the ass forcibly over and over again. Have you ever wanted a man in uniform? Take him by force. Force yourself on that cop and fight for the proletariat. It's not every day that you can fight for socialist reforms by raping the police, and we want you to literally and figuratively rape the police. By taking out your dick and shoving it into a cop's asshole, you fight to put the fear back in the police and make the police respect the community that they're supposed to be protecting. For too long, the police have overstepped their charge, so we're gonna have to overstep on their booties. Love what we do. So join Gay Antifa today. We're going out every single night and patrolling the streets in groups of 500 to 600 Gay Antifa members, all heavily armed with metal helmets, plate body armor, and hard, hard cocks. You'll be distributed blue chew to make sure your heart is diamond before forcibly entering that police's butt. Gay Antifa, join up today. Gay anti-fascists, join us today. For justice, we gotta rape every cop booty hole. Every unfucked cop booty hole is an injustice. So we gotta bring justice and fuck those cops in the butt. <laughs>